Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today on the show, I'm picking a fight with the soundtrack of the outdoor community, and I'm going to tell you why. It's time for a new genre of music to define us. It's another idea that I'm aiming straight for your head, and I want to know what you think of it. Tell me your thoughts on the music that defines the outdoor community by emailing me at myrockfight at gmail.com. The best emails will be featured on a future mailbag episode of The Rock Fight. But first, let's start today's show. Earlier this summer, my social media feeds were taken over in an almost coordinated way with friends and acquaintances from a career spent in the outdoor industry, all rushing to some local music venue to see one of the final performances of Dead and Company. And while the way it happened made me feel like the band was playing 20 different American cities on the same exact day, it was actually the drawn-out last few performances, allegedly, in towns and cities where I have either lived or know folks who also like to play in the woods and mountains, combined with the increasingly older demographic that we are all a part of. Because whether it's the Dead or Fish or any other touring jam band, that style of music has been the established soundtrack of the outdoor community for a long time. Now, before I go any further, I want to tell you that I never co-signed this decision. I hate this style of music, and it's bothered me that this is the case since the mid-2000s when I found out that this indeed was the way things are. But it's irrefutably true. I found this out when I started going to Outdoor Retailer, and I discovered just how deep hippie culture was ingrained in outdoor culture. And while most live music acts at OR or other industry gatherings are usually bluegrass bands, it was clear talking to folks that the dead or fish would be the headliners if you were organizing the first ever outdoor industry community music festival. And look, there are real reasons for this. If you go back and learn about the origins of jam bands and when folks like Jerry Garcia and Bob Weir first hooked up, it coincides with things like the Back to the Land movement and the social unrest of the 60s and 70s, which were both major precursors to the modern outdoor industry. So for the early outdoor enthusiasts of the late 20th century and their offspring, these bands, the style of their music, the easygoing, free-flowing sound matches up well with those who value natural and wild spaces. And when combined with recreational drugs, you have a recipe where it becomes the long-running soundtrack for those with outdoor aspirations. And it's why my friends, who were all in their late 40s to late 50s, were flocking to see these shows this past summer, as it was supposedly the last hurrah for the current iteration of The Grateful Dead. Now, the past tells us that there will be something else down the road that will be Dead-inspired, even if that means a different lineup. By all accounts, this recent Dead & Company tour was the most profitable for any iteration of the band, so someone will find a way to get a branded Dead something back on the road in the future. But on the off chance that this was truly it, well, people didn't want to miss out. Now, the music aside, because like I said, I'm not a fan of this music and frankly think calling it hot garbage would be an insult to hot garbage everywhere, I still don't get the attraction in principle. I mean, Jerry's been dead since 1995. Even if you're excited to hear Grateful Dead songs and see Bob Weir, it's just not the same when you lose an essential member like that. When Queen is touring with Adam Lambert or Journey is out there with Arnel Pineda, who wants to see that? I know they sell out, but who are these people? I mean, I love Brian May, but Queen without Freddie Mercury? 
You're just a tribute band. If James Hetfield died tomorrow, I wouldn't want to go see Metallica with some lame replacement. They'd cease to be Metallica at that point. My friend David is a legit deadhead, old enough to have followed them on tour in the late 80s and early 90s and with a haircut that can only be described as a holdover from his hippie youth. Earlier this week, I texted him and I asked him his thoughts on the mobs of people rushing to see the final Dead and Company shows this summer and asked if he maybe thought about doing the same himself. He responded, quote, I get it, but no. There's enough great recordings online to quench my thirst any era, all the time. The dance of the living dead that is a Dead and Company show is like goddamn skeletons in real life. Way too much of a reminder of my own mortality and that I saw my last show almost 30 years ago. So the rush to see Dead and Company for one last time seems less like deadheads going out for one last hurrah and more people of a certain age understanding that their time is running out. Or maybe that's just what I'm hoping for, because while I understand why jam bands have been the soundtrack for the outdoor community for so long, I've never supported it. And now that Fish, a by all accounts overwhelming downgrade from Dead and Company, is the last big band standing, It's finally time for our true champion to emerge. The heir to the outdoor soundtrack crown. And the rightful leader who will represent us all properly is, of course, punk rock. That's right, punk rock. Think, think, think about what punk is and represents. Punk is about accepting yourself and accepting others. Punk is anti-status, anti-status quo, and anti-institutional. Punk believes in a basic truth that exists beneath societal constraints and rejects classism, racism, sexism, and war, but supports environmentalism and gender equality. And most of all, punk fucking rules. What community is more in need of punk rock? The outdoors with its long lineage of propping up white dudes making more stuff than you need, and disregarding the impact to the environment as they do so. We need some simple, fast-paced music to help change things around here. The days of picking daisies are over. Time for some Doc Martens and anarchy. And let's not forget the fact that one of the enduring qualities of the original Grateful Dead is that for a long time, they were one of the faces of counterculture. They were not cool. Journalist Dan Vidmar wrote in his excellent 2018 article about jam bands for For the Record, if Jim Morrison's brand is the Lizard King, Jerry's is the Goofy Uncle. Being humble and uncool, but existing, thriving, and representing those who feel marginalized is maybe the most necessary component of a category of music that represents the outdoors. And boy, does punk have that in spades. The punk community is a true community. Have you been to a punk show? If not, you should. My realization of our need for punk in the outdoors came to me a few weeks ago when I was watching the Venomous Pinks, an all-female punk rock trio from Mesa, Arizona, open for Less Than Jake. Looking around the venue were people from all walks of life, different genders and skin colors, old folks, kids that weren't old enough to walk, multiple generations all wearing shirts with band names like NoFX, Jer, The Toasters, The Interrupters, Operation Ivy, Streetlight Manifesto, We Are The Union, The Bouncing Souls, and Catbite. The mosh pit was spicy, but punk show mosh pits are more about energy release than confrontational anger. Peace and love is what we all want. But adding a little fuck you to help us get there, well, that's punk rock. There's a window opening up. 
Punk creates new fans every generation. And based on what I saw from this past summer and my buddy's comments, this is the dying gasp of jam bands. And I'm nominating Punk. Pop punk, ska, and any other variant of the genre to become the soundtrack of the outdoor community. And if you, old person listening to this, don't agree with me, whatever. Because as the great Henry Rollins once said, where there is young people in vitality, you're going to find punk rock. That's the show for today. And like I said, I want to hear from you. Send your feedback to this episode, anything you've heard on the show, or anything outdoorsy related at all to myrockfight at gmail.com. We have one more episode coming later this week. It's our weekly show with my co-host, Justin Hausman. And I think we may talk about a movie. They'll know. You have to come back to find out. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is a punk rocker himself. Less than Jake's, Krista Makes with the Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time.